I'm Kylie, founder of Akanel Expeditions, the best adventure travel company that you've never heard of. This is a 35,000 feet podcast where we interview interesting people doing interesting things in interesting places. From the next big CEO to coaches of your favorite teams to everyone in between, we've got stories to tell. Let's jump in. Hi guys, welcome back. It's Courtney. Today I'm sitting down with Paula. Thanks so much for joining us, Paula. I'd love to dive in and just start. So Paula, if you just want to tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, Courtney. Thank you for having me. My name is Paula Park. A little bit about myself. Let's see. I'm uh, 39 years old. I'm a mom. I'm married. I have two children. I work as a director of marketing for Heiko Americas. That's an aviation company out of Hong Kong. That's pretty much it. (laughs) That's awesome. So cool. How old are your kids? I have a 11-year-old daughter and I have a two-year-old son. Oh, sweet. So I'm sure they're excited to have you home from your recent trip. (laughs) Yes. I'm sure my husband is too. (laughs) Yeah, I bet. (laughs) Well, let's just have you tell us a little bit about your most memorable travel experience. Oh, I travel a lot um, for business and for pleasure. Um, Before this trip, probably one of my most memorable trips was Morocco. Probably my most memorable, I think. Did you travel with family or friends or? Oh, no, alone. Yeah, it was um, a lot of great fun. So I would recommend it to anybody. It was safe. I had a a great time. Awesome. Well, you just recently went to Kilimanjaro with um, our CEO, Kylie. And how, how was that? Wow, that was very exciting. It um, it came out of the blue. So I actually was part of a casting call that Akanel Expeditions did. And mm-hmm. I didn't know that Kylie would be there. But yeah, so there was this amazing opportunity to go do this expedition, climb Mount Kilimanjaro. And it was it was exceptional. The The things I saw, the things we did, I mean, you really can't it's almost hard to put it into words. You see so many things that you will only see there um, from plants to animals. You really learn so much about yourself and the group that you're with on this kind of trip Mm -hmm. Um, because you're together so long, but also because you have a lot of time to really reflect on everything that you've, that you're doing and just a lot of time to think. I thought this trip was really exceptional for those reasons and then it's also really a great trip to take especially if you don't have anyone to travel with or if you're a little nervous about booking um, this kind of travel on your own it's a really great way to go Akanella really takes care of everything for you that's great feedback I love hearing that all those experiences that you had and what would you say that your most that your favorite thing was on the trip well, I guess my my favorite part of the trip was probably reaching the summits. It's just something that you look forward to and think about so much. And it's, you know, you're constantly pushing and reminding yourself that you're, you know, you're going through this great effort to get to this moment. And it's really, I knew that I would, ex- you know, I was expecting some, you know, moment of accomplishment and I did. I felt very accomplished and I felt exhilarated and excited to be at the top. But even more than that, it's really just such an emotional moment to see how far you've come and to see what you were able to do by yourself. It's, 
it's by far uh, one of the best feelings I've ever had. And it was the best part of this trip. Oh, that's so awesome. Yeah, I can't imagine the feeling of being able to stand on top of those summits and just know that you had accomplished that. <laughs> yeah. That you, you made it all the way up there. <laughs> it's really exciting. You know, a lot of people ask me, you know, you get very similar questions the whole way up. You know, you, people are like, oh my God, when they, when they find out you've gone, they're like, did you train? What did you do? You know, I think they have this idea that you're clinging from an ice pick off of a <laughs> something. It's definitely not like that. But I, I got that a lot. And I, you know, had to explain that, you know, a lot of it was really a very normal hike that you might go on with your kids or with your family, you know, here in the US. It wasn't a really technical route, at least the Marengo route that we took wasn't. So people have a lot of questions about that. And they, um, they always ask me, well, what does it look like? You know, what did you see? And are there bathrooms up there? (laughs) (laughs) Those are probably some of the most common questions I get. And I have to explain, you know, you just see so much because you go so high. You have like, you know, you start off and it's really hot. And by the time you get to the top, there's snow and it's (laughs) glacier and there's everything in between. So it's hard to maybe describe it to people, you know, as what you might see, but for the most part, especially with our group, it was like just a day hike. That's kind of what it felt like when you're going. Sure, there are harder parts, there are easier parts, but it's very doable for the average person. I'm by no means some athlete. So for me, it was definitely challenging at the very end. But for the most part, I'd say that, you know, if you have an average level of activeness in your life I think you could probably do it well that's really good feedback that's good to know because I feel like sometimes people look at Kilimanjaro and they're like there's no way there's no way I can (laughs) climb to the top of that mountain I'm not doing that (laughs) well honestly I had never even considered doing it myself until you know I don't know I think I was feeling a little wild and maybe (laughs) it's because I have a big birth blooming I'm not sure but I got up there you know, I, I saw the expedition on the website and I saw the web series casting call, I, neither of which I think I would have ever just decided to do on my own. But I don't know. I was just there and I saw it and described as, you know, regular people. And I thought, you know what? I could totally do that. And then I honestly didn't think I'd get chosen. But but once I did, I just, you know, now there's, I almost feel you know, that I have to tell people, hey, you know, even if you think this travel might be a little too adventurous for you, you should do it. You know, I learned so much about myself and it wasn't otherworldly. It was something that, you know, I totally feel most people could do. And you just have this incredible sense of accomplishment afterwards and you feel very empowered. And it's just a a great feeling. I think, if you are looking to change your perspective or if you're looking to see something different, you just have to do it. This is, this is totally for you. That's so awesome. Yeah. I'm like motivated to go hike Kilimanjaro now. <laughs> <laughs> you should, you should, especially because of your job, you should totally go for yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. I've stood at the bottom and looked up, but I've never, <laughs> never, <laughs> never been like, yeah, let me, let me climb that. So that's, that's awesome. It's good to hear about feedback because Sometimes I feel like it's daunting, but that's really awesome. What would you say some of your biggest piece of advice would be for someone who wants to climb Kilimanjaro? My biggest piece of advice is just do it because, you know, 
even once you plan it and book it, you're still going to be nervous. Even when you, you know, land in Tanzania, you climb up the mountain, you've made it the whole way there on the last day, you're still nervous. Um, so that never changes, but I think you just have to do it and you're, you're going to be fine. And then as far as more practical advice, I'd say the most important piece of advice I'd have is have a good attitude. I think there are going to be a lot of things that don't go exactly as you planned. Mm -hmm. Even if you've spent a lot of time planning an expedition like this, you're going to forget things. The weather may or may not be great. It was perfect while I was there. I got very lucky, but it might rain one day. You might get some of your stuff wet. I think the best thing you need to do is bring a great attitude because there's going to be a lot of times, especially on a hike this long, and especially if, you know, if you're hiking with other people, the group dynamics really play a big part into the, the success of your climb. So if, you know, if you go in and you're like, oh, you know, things aren't going my way, you know, oh, it's about to rain, the weather looks terrible, anything like that, it's really not going to help. I think you really have to stay very positive, have a great attitude, and then, you know, really try to be as prepared as possible. Take a lot of layers, bring your sunscreen, definitely bring <laughs> wipes, <laughs> ibuprofen. <laughs> That's probably the most practical advice I can give anyone. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. I love that you talked about bringing a good attitude because I feel like sometimes even if just like one person in the group has a bad attitude, it brings, I like how you said that the dynamic of the group can change. So it's, and just like your own experience, you could have such a better experience if you just had a positive outlook and just know that anything can happen at any moment, but you're doing this and you're climbing this mountain and it's going to be awesome if you just think positive like that. Yeah, I am. Um, well, you know, we had these great guys. So I actually got very lucky because not only was Kylie part of my trip, but Abdul, the local artisan in, um, for the Kilimanjaro trip, he was actually one of, um, he was our head guide. And he had explained a lot of, you know, the importance of having a good attitude while climbing, especially with a group as large as the one we took up the mountain. Mm -hmm. And Really, you know, I thought, yeah, that's smart and that makes sense. But I really, I had several occasions on my trip. For example, we were happy. My group, you know, we had a range of ages and different types of people. But for the most part, everyone was pretty upbeat most of the, the time we were hiking. But towards, uh, right as we were arriving, the last camp, Kibu, right before you summit, we saw a uh, stretcher coming down with four quarters. Um, obviously, a person had maybe twisted an ankle or gotten hurt and was being taken off the mountain. And the atmosphere of the group changed almost immediately because it wasn't even something we had considered. It wasn't something that I had been thinking about, like, oh, what if, you know, what if I hurt myself or what if I, you know, I'm I felt really uncomfortable in the altitude or something. And we saw someone um, being taken. You could, you could feel the wind being taken out of all of us. Like you could feel how everybody got very quiet and, and we were just kind of reflecting on what we had just seen. And it was moments before someone started to get very upset and they were, they were crying and it just, you know, really affected our group. And so our guides took us, you know, we stopped, we had a break and we, we all talked about what was going on and 
you know, we, we went through this whole session where we, we say, you know, we're not going to focus on the negative part of this. We're going to really see that, hey, if there is something that happens, if you twist an ankle or, you know, if you feel like it's getting difficult to breathe or you're not having a good response to the altitude, you know, there are plenty of ways that we, you know, will safely get you where you need to be. And instead of being scared, they really, it, they took it as an informational moment. And then right away, the guide started to sing to us. We have um, every morning, there's kind of this get hype time where the guides and the porters all get together with everybody climbing and they sing and they dance and you just mm-hmm. get ready for the climb that morning. And so they started singing those songs. And I mean, the power of having a positive attitude and a positive feeling within the group is so important. I mean, it really kind of drove everything we did from that point on. And you find yourself really needing not just yourself to be positive, but the members of your team and your guides, you know, everything from that point on was just positive. And it was, Hey, you got this. Hey, you can do it. How are you feeling? What's going on? And, you know, everyone really takes an active interest in the environment of the group. That's really good advice and really good to hear about how, like, the experience with that positive attitude and how that all helps change. You can, how you had that experience where the, the atmosphere changed and then it was brought back up again. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. It's really important. It's, it's amazing what a positive attitude and a positive atmosphere. Because you, you really are so conscious of what everybody's feeling and thinking just because I think there's always a little bit of apprehension since most people have never been to those to that high of an altitude just don't know how your body's going to react so i think everybody's always kind of got it in the back of their head like oh you know is is anyone feeling a headache or how's everybody feeling are we are we good are we <laughs> so yeah <laughs> but i got lucky my team was very positive and we had a lot of really like great young energy from people and we had our guides abdul and you know everybody our porters everybody always was very kind and you know supportive and really just motivating you to to reach your goals that's awesome that's so good sounds like it was just such an incredible trip it was unbelievable i mean for me it was unbelievable for a lot of reasons but i have to say as somebody who travels a lot you know the things that i think make most people nervous about travel like showing up at the airport and what if nobody shows up and what if this travel company doesn't exist or you know and i've i've flown all the way here and i won't know anyone all those things akinello really took all of the doubt out of it they do a lot of things in the prep work Like, for example, you know, even before you travel, there's members of the team contacting you to make sure that they have your flight information, to make sure that you've gotten your visa, making sure that uh, you don't have any questions and giving you advice for gear to bring. So I never felt nervous about whether this was a legitimate travel company or anything. It was from the moment I booked the trip, it felt very, I was always comforted. I always felt very supported by the travel agents and by the the guides. And even when I got there, everything was safe, safety oriented. Everything was, you know, so well set up with the tour guides and our transportation and our hotels. So I would, I would definitely recommend 
this company as far as anyone who um, feels a little uneasy about the details of travel and really figuring out things like door-to-door -door, door -door transportation or hotels or, you know, finding, you know, the right people to help you along your journey, whether that's a guide or porters or, you know, anything like that. I feel like this was really easy. You just book the trip and then everybody helped you figure everything out. There was no, um, there was no time where I was nervous about this kind of travel. That's great feedback to hear because yeah, we do we do try and work hard to make sure that all of our travelers are comfortable and that everything is taken care of from beginning to end of their trip. So that's really great feedback to hear. I was super impressed. You know, I've traveled a lot of places and I've booked travel with different different organizations and I've booked my own travel and I've done my own travel. So I know the amount of work that goes into, you know, having that seamless experience. And um, really, I never had any problems. And even I was super impressed, you know, I had lots of contact with Akinella before my trip. But even when I arrived there, I sent a question just to one of the, the contacts that had written me previously, I got a response in like 30 minutes. And, you know, I was already in Tanzania. So, you know, I had no problem sending an email and getting a response back almost immediately. So I was, I was super comforted by the fact that, you know, I wasn't traveling alone. And I mean, I was traveling alone, but I wasn't ever, you know, I knew if I had any kind of problem, I could you know, contact the company and it would be handled. I'm glad that you had that experience. It's really great to hear feedback from travelers that go out and just to know that like all the work we're putting in is, is successful and that it is a good experience for you guys. It was really well done. So I would have no problem, you know, making sure everybody knows, you know, hey, this was, they made it really easy for me. Awesome. Well, thank you. We appreciate that feedback. That's awesome. One of my final questions is what places are on your bucket list? What's up next? Where's your next adventure? <laughs> now that you've just barely come off the mountain, where are you going now? <laughs> yeah. As soon as my toenails grow back. Um, <laughs> no, I am. Um, <laughs> well, I have an enormous bucket list. Travel is kind of my, my thing. It's where all my disposable income goes and I, I have a family, so I am constantly planning trips for my family. So I think, so the big, my probably my most exciting bucket list item is doing an Antarctic um, cruise. I'm, I'm planning, a, I'm looking up different expeditions to Antarctica. Um, I'm pretty excited about that, and I'm looking for ones that I can bring my kids on. So I want them to be able to see penguins and to travel with me and I think that's probably a, a more doable trip with kids mm -hmm. um, so I'm super excited about that you know I'm a recent transplant <laughs> to the Midwest I'm I just moved to Michigan so I've actually never been to the Great Lakes so as far as U.S. travel my um my bucket list is checking out the Great Lakes and doing some camping with my family and then as maybe a girls trip. I've always had uh, the Seychelles on my bucket list that I'd love to take with my sisters. So <laughs> those are probably my top three. That's so exciting. That's so awesome. Wow, you have like a lot of things that 
you want to do and we hope that all those that travel goes super well and that you have those great experiences with your family and with your friends and thank you yeah I um I got a bunch of other ideas from Kylie you know she's been everywhere so I'm (laughs) um, I was picking her brain during the trip quite a bit on you know exciting new places and things I should definitely try out yeah awesome well if you ever need help planning any travel we would love to have you on one of our expeditions again in the future I am there. (laughs) I hope that anyone listening really just goes for it and just books it tomorrow. You know, stop putting it off. Just do it. Thank you so much, Paula, for jumping on here and chatting with me today and telling us about your experiences. We've loved listening to you. Thanks for listening to the 35,000 Feet Podcast, where we chat with interesting people doing interesting things in interesting places. Do you have a story that you want to share? Visit www.acanela.com slash podcasts to share your story and be featured on our next episode of 35,000 Feet.